I just had lunch. I keep burping. God, this is so gross. (laughs) Guys, she's burping. By the way, I didn't even, by the way, I didn't even know you were burping. I just thought you were just pausing. But if you're burping, that's fine Okay, I just had lunch. Hold on, let me burp. Tender greens. Oh, yes. Thank you, girl. Let me just, I'm going to keep burping. We're burping on the podcast, guys. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world with vulnerable, considered weak. Come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Hey everybody, welcome back. How's the summer? It's interesting. I don't know about you all, but I felt like the summer just hit us. It came too quick. I don't think I was able to ease back into the summer. And the whole going outside thing, being outside without a mask, all of that made me, uh, gave me a little anxiety. I was excited about it, but then it gave me anxiety because I felt like people were too excited to be outside. And I think people who were not even, you know, and I don't care how you feel, but I know there are a lot of people who are not vaccinated. And that made me uncomfortable because I was like, well, then put on the mask then. Den, D-E-N. Anyway, as uh, I talk about our next guest, uh, I thought about that because she was like, I am so sorry. This is via a podcast when she was apologizing for burping. I'm like, girl, it's fine. You don't have to have on no mask. We're doing this um, through the T and the V, the computer whatever. I'm not a tech-savvy person. So it was okay. I didn't mind that she was burping. In fact, I thought it was cute. Clearly, uh, you guys know Karuchi, and I think that is indicative of her personality. Um, She comes across to me as America's sweetheart, really kind, really sweet, uh, probably has a different side to her, as we discussed in the podcast, but all I see is kindness. In fact, perhaps a few, maybe a week, after I did this episode with her, sh- I bumped into her at a party again, outside, outside nervousness. And she was just as adorable as she could possibly be, minding her business, living her best life. So for me, I felt like it was exciting to see her 
really light, really stepping into her own and owning her beauty, her um, sexiness, her her bossness, all of the things that we're watching. And early on in our conversation, I didn't want to get into the Chris Brown of it all, <laughs> but we talked about it. We danced around it. We kind of mentioned the name, but the reality is she became known as his girlfriend. Like when they were dating, she became popular. Now, here is the difference, in my opinion. A lot of celebrities date beautiful women. Um, very few of these women go on to make their own of it. You know, through all of the, the drama and the madness, all documented, very few can, one, survive the spotlight, survive the scrutiny, and then move on to really make a name for themselves and create a brand with their name, their likeness. So kudos, Karuchi. I can think of a few that have done it. Not too many, though. Um, it's tough. It's a tough game, man. It's a tough game. And I root for her. I want her to win at every single level, which she's doing. But I, I want her to step into her confidence um, as a woman of her own right. And it is something that takes time, uh, something that doesn't happen overnight. But I'm watching her definitely mature into that woman, the maturation process, as I like to refer to it all. So little did I know, this is awful on my part. She grew up in L.A. I didn't know that. Uh, now we know, again, considered one of Hollywood's sweethearts. Uh, we talked about how she became known for that on-again, off-again relationship with CB. We'll call him CB. And now, uh, you guys see her on Claws? Her name is Virginia. I think this is the last season of TNT's Claws, but that's, I mean, look, own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. She has her own jewelry line. She has a collaboration with a clothing line. She um, is working on some other projects. I was just like, get it all. Get all the collabs. Get all the dollars. Save your money. Become your own. She has over 10 million followers on social media. So that's what I'm talking about. There is something about her that people are drawn to and they're interested. And for me, I think that it might be the fact that she's biracial. I think that plays a huge role in how people are interested in you. They're they're like, what's going on with her? So if for her, and we get into this, you'll get into it with us, she um, represents, you know, blacks and Asians. And within this past, and I talk about this at length uh, on the show, within the past, you know, year and a half, we, we see an assault on those two minorities, those groups. And I want to know, how does she feel? Does she feel trapped? Does she feel like she can talk about um, being a part of Black Lives Matter and believing in, not being a part of, but believing in Black Lives Matter and always still at the same time making sure that she stands up for the Asian community as they were being attacked, you know, for no reason. So I get into that with her, and it's interesting because whenever you speak about anything that that polarizes people, it's upsetting. So she was raised by her Vietnamese mother 
and her Jamaican godmother, but her father is black. So she lives in a world that is always intriguing, not only about what she looks like, but just how she was raised. And I think that has a lot to do with her allure and why people like being around her and they're curious and they want to know more. Uh, as I mentioned, she was from L.A., which I thought was crazy because I'm from L.A. and I had no idea. I had no idea my girl was from L.A. So as we get into this podcast, I will share this. When I first knew of her, I, I really, my heart went out to her because I felt I felt as if she was being thrown into a Hollywood situation that she didn't ask for. You can't help who you love. You can't help who you fall in love with. You cannot help that. It, anybody who's ever loved anyone cannot help that. So I'm not judging about who she fell in love or who she dated. I hated that it all had to play out on social media, in the news, um, and everyone had to see it. It was just, it's just sad. No one needed to see it. Because y'all don't want to know what I'm doing behind the scenes, breaking up, being with somebody, he pissed me off, I pissed him off. I would be mortified if any of those details uh, became public. Or if I was involved in a relationship with a guy who was dating someone else highly famous, and then that too became public. It would just, it's too much. So now that I look at her, I, I can relate in, in so many different ways in terms of me wanting to see her win, but I definitely have a, a boatload of respect for her because um, she's still so light and happy and even. And, and, and situations can make you bitter. I, I mean, I got some bitterness on me. I got I to gotta crack or thaw the ice around my heart from, from personal and professional situations, and she's been, she's been able to do that. So we caught up with her on this day while she was working, you know, on one of her many collabs. And she took time out to talk to us. And uh, I quickly learned that I'm going to start hanging out with her. I want her to be my best friend. She don't know that yet. But like Loki, you know, like Sweetie. She's my best friend. She a real bet. I don't think I can sing because we don't have any music rights. But you get what I'm saying. Enjoy, y'all. It's Karuchi getting naked like growing up I was very like shy and reserved and a little bit like you know in my shell um but I think the way that I was brought or in introduced into the industry or the world you know through this crazy you know situation that I was in um I, I think it just made me realize that Kindness is so important and positivity is so important and and being on the side of like of being criticized all the time and being judged. Um, and you know, me not growing up as a childhood star, not having a regular, not even a regular, but that type of um career in the beginning, I just saw this difference of like, I don't know, maybe it's just like both worlds. I guess, like being regular and kind of normal and then being thrust into this crazy industry and the limelight and all of that. It's like, whoa, it's a lot of negative energy in here. <laughs> like it's, it's a lot. What I hear Karuchi saying is that it was a tough transition uh, and she is saying it in the most polite way, which is why she's using the word kind and how important it is just to just be kind because I... I would I would suggest that people probably were not kind to her. We saw it. We read the comments. 
we know how it is. But she went from, you know, a young girl minding her business who met a cute guy who thought she he, she liked and she wanted to be with to an overnight celebrity, if you will. And as she mentioned, 10 million followers. So I, I'm sitting here minding my business. Now I got 10 million followers and people want to know what I'm doing. And paparazzi is following me. And on a very small scale, I can relate. When I used to work at the Four Letters, I remember when I first started there, maybe I had 500 followers on Twitter. I, did, I didn't have an Instagram account. I had probably, I don't know, I didn't really use Facebook either. But by the end of the month, just four weeks, I had 50,000 followers on Twitter and everybody telling me I need to start an Instagram account. I need to become more social. And, and then, uh, you know, people on Twitter, aggressive as hell, telling me I suck. I need to go somewhere. That is a lot to consume. And I remember it consumed me. I, it took me a good year not to be consumed about what people were saying to me on social media. Now, on a much larger scale, take a young lady who's just minding her business, somehow caught in a love triangle dating someone who is very, very, very famous and very, very public. And she now has to contend with the aftermath of all of that. His fans, her fans, new fans, people trying to hang out with her, people thinking she's a celebrity. I could not even imagine. So yes, I understand why she uses the word kind. And now that she's solidified in this business and made it on her own, she explains why it's so important. I used to ask myself a lot, like, why am I, why do I have this following? Why do I have this in my life now? Like, you know, like all these followers and, 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 and these, uh, this audience, I, you know, I would kind of like talk to God and just, you know, I felt like he was telling me that one of my purposes is to like be a light because I went through this, um, crazy time in my life where I was very depressed. I was stressed. I was extremely insecure, very judgmental, um, you know, within myself. And so have, being being blessed enough to come out of that and being on the other side, it's like now that's why I, I always use my platform and my voice to like to spread positivity and spread love and, and, and you know, kindness. And it doesn't cost us anything. You know, it doesn't matter how rich you are, how famous you are, like being kind is so important. And it's such, it's so like, it's, it's a, it's a major tool for me that I feel like I, I hope to God that I, I continue to, to carry this for the rest of my life. You guys know that I do appreciate when the guests come on here and they're naked because it's really difficult to be emotionally naked for people uh, that you don't know. And more importantly, it's also difficult because you do not know how it will be received. There are stories that could be existing about Karuchi that are just not true, and she can just say, forget that. I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. She can shut it down. But in this podcast, she talks about moving on from her ex and, and finding her own in more ways than one. And I often say watching someone evolve is a beautiful thing, and we should always allow people we really should. We should allow them to evolve. Everybody is not the same. I, I Let me think. Michael Jordan, when he came into the industry, he was not the greatest. When he started playing ball, he was not the greatest. He is now the greatest, but he's also something else, right? Outside of being the GOAT, he's also something else. We don't allow people to, to change uh, 
from the moment we met them. They have to live in that box, and that's just not true. I constantly remind myself I have to keep myself nimble. I can't continue to judge people for who they used to be. They may have signs and traits of that, but we cannot. And when I ask Karuchi what she wants to do, where she sees herself now, as she has started to evolve into her own, she's really in a space where she is trying to find what makes her happy. Now, I don't know about you. I started to think, well, what make me happy? Like in my mind, I'm all like, well, I like interviewing people. I, okay, it has to be something besides that. But if you really sit back and think, what brings you joy and what makes you happy? I mean, that's a tough question. I don't know. Making money? Maybe. <laughs> um, shopping? No, not really. Look at that. I'm being real shallow. I know what makes me happy. We'll talk later. Take a listen. There is no map. There is no playbook. Unfortunately, that's like the hardest part about healing. And I'm still healing too. Not just, not just from the obvious and from my ex, but from life. Like I've started going to therapy and I'm like, whoa, I'm affected by so much from childhood. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's wild. But um, I think the best thing is to really dive into you, whoever you are listening, watching, fulfill fulfill you and the things that you like. And this took me a very long time to get to this point and to realize this, but you know, I spent a lot of time alone, which I love, I love being by myself. And I just, I slowly started to figure out the things that I like to do that made me feel good. So yoga, hot yoga, um, working out, um, reading, you know, inspirational or self-help books. Um, on a more recent note, I've been like more adventurous. So I took, I was in Mexico a couple months ago and I took a tennis lesson. I was like, I don't know, let's just, let's just try it. I don't know. Cool. You know, um, I enjoyed it. And so when I was, in, I was in Atlanta a couple months ago filming, I took a couple lessons out there when I had some downtime. Um, I've always wanted to take a floral arrangement class. I have a floral arrangement class on Friday. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just found things that like filled my cup. When we wake up and we go to sleep, like we have to look in the mirror and we have to face whatever it is, you know, that is, um, that we're dealing with our situations, our problem, we have to go about our day as ourselves. And so like, I think the best thing is also, like I said, I can tell you all the things that I do that, that, you know, that I like and that have worked for me, but really tapping into who you are, what you like and what, what makes you happy, what makes you feel good. That's the most important thing. You got to make lemons. No, that's not the saying. I told y'all I get on this podcast and I'm full auntie and I forget the sayings. Oh, here's the saying. You got to make lemonade out of lemons. Uh, and Karuchi has done that. She is an actress. Uh, she thinks that, I, and I've heard her say this, you know, I know I started my acting career late, but I'm like, it's always on time when it's on time, if it is divine. That made sense. Take that, y'all. It's always on time if it's on time if it is divine. 
I don't think I said it right. So <laughs> Karuchi has been seen in a lot. I, I think arguably her most known role is Virginia on TNT's Claws. But uh, there's a huge web series from 2010 to 2020. That's 10 years. It's called The Bay. And she actually won, I don't know if people know this, in 2016, she won two Daytime Emmy Awards for producing credits on the series, right? So congrats on that. Um, again, Claws. And then she was in a film called Nice Guys in 2016. She's been in a lot of other things. But the reality is, is that she's an actress. And now that she realizes that that arguably is a God-given talent that she's been able to possess, she's in. And she wants to do more with that. And I think her story is so inspiring because imagine someone coming up to you one day and saying, hey, do you ever, you ever think about being a dancer? I mean, that might be a little more difficult, but are you ever thinking about being a rapper? Yes, Carrie does. You find yourself in these positions, and if you're not afraid to bet on yourself, the rewards are astounding. She wasn't afraid to bet on herself. So acting is something that I'd never thought, I, I'd never thought I'd become an actor ever in my life. Again, like I've said, um, I, you know, I wasn't in drama or arts or anything like that in, in high school or middle school, and I wasn't a childhood star. So um, I, I, there was a point in my life where I started working with someone who was like, have you ever acted? And I was like, no, but my motto is like, try if, at least just try it, you know? If you don't like it, you don't like it. It didn't work out, but at least I can say I tried it, you know? So I, I got this really, really, really small role and um, I had like one line, I was super nervous, but I was intrigued. I, I, I felt something. So from there, I was like, okay, let me, let me do the background work. Let me like get in the gym, you know? I knew, I, I knew that I needed that extra push to, 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 to break out of that, that, out of my shell of, um, as an actor, you know, and like kind of un, un, unleash, my comfortability. So that's when I started taking acting classes, uh, acting group acting classes. And um, that's when I booked Claws. And, you know, from from Claws on, I've done, well, we just finished Claws like earlier, uh, last year, December. But um, even before Claws, you know, I had done a lot of like um, independent and low budget films and shows. So, you know, I've kind of like worked my way up um, just, you know, adding these bricks to my, to my foundation. I just want to continue to like, continue to be on this journey of growth. Cause I, I have, you know, I started my acting career later, late in the game kind of. So, um, just continuing to do these roles that'll open me up and, and with my creativity and my artistry and becoming a better actor. Um, I want to do roles like, Colombiana um, that Zoe Saldana was in. Um, I love like, I, I don't know, I feel like small, I'm 5'1", and so I feel like small people always wanna do like the most action or wanna like, wanna fight and stuff, yeah. Um, I definitely wanna do like a superhero type of movie. A lot of people are like, I can see you being like a superhero. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> like, I definitely wanna be like Marvel or DC. Yeah, like, hello. Um, and I wanna tap into a role that is 
similar to um, Charlize Theron in, no, 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 her old movie, Monster, where she was just like stripped of her beauty. You couldn't even like recognize her. And she just played this like really raw and gritty character. And for me, like a role like that is so important because my face is my face. <laughs> so it's like, sometimes I get typecast as like, you know, the hot girlfriend or the mom or the wife or the, you know, so I want to like really break into these roles that will um, really just show me more as an actor and as an artist. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, get naked with Welcome back to Naked. Karuchi here. Um, I'm, I, I have to admit, I know nothing about what we are getting ready to delve into. It's about being biracial. If you're biracial, you're going to be able to understand what she's talking about. She's Asian and black. Blasian, as mentioned in some of our talks. Um, and I know nothing about it. What I do know is whenever I have these conversations with my friends or others, there is always the identity crisis, meaning I'm black, I'm Asian. I, I definitely relate to both sides. Do I have to pick one? And sometimes you don't. In fact, I, I guess you shouldn't, right? Because that, be, that would be saying that you're shutting the door on the other. I don't know, but I also have heard biracial people say, look, at the end of the day, if it was a race riot, I'm black. They're not going to be like, oh, okay, come sit with us. You white. You got your mama white. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. But I talked to her about fitting in, um, and especially after recent events. How does that look? It's hard because especially growing up, it's like, where do I fit in? Who do I identify with? I'm not, I'm not black enough for the black girls or for black people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Asian enough or I'm too dark skinned for the Asians. So um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to, to say, but as I've grown um, and because I have this platform now, that's why I'm also so vocal about um, embracing both cultures because you're right like so many times it's just like oh you're black and like I love being black I am black but also like my mother's Vietnamese and she's from Vietnam so wait wait hold on like <laughs> you know what I mean and then it's just and it's crazy because if I get on social media and if I say anything about black people or praising black people then my Asian followers come you don't say anything about your Asian community I'm like oh my god yes I do then if I say something about you know Asians and embracing my culture, then black people, oh my God, see, that's why you're not really black and you can't even say the N word and da da da. I'm just like, oh my God, y'all, I'm already confused, please. <laughs> like, it's hard, it's tough. And it's like one of those things where I can't be like, oh my God, guys, it's so hard because like I'm biracial and I don't know. It, it's like one of those, like, uh, I don't know. It's like a weird topic, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's, I get really, I honestly get really nervous talking about race because it's like, I don't know, I'm just like walking on eggshells. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to offend anybody. That's the last thing I want to do. Mainly I speak from my experiences and what I've known, what I know and what I've gone through. But then, you know, people always got something to say. And it's sometimes you just have to kind of like drown out that noise and realize people just don't understand you or they don't understand the situation. But again, I just, because I've been scrutinized so much and judged and everything, I just get like, oh, I get, I get, scared sometimes to to be honest and to, and to and to speak about it you know but i do know that there 
are so many biracial people out there who can also understand as well. And I do get a lot of messages from, from people like who are Blasian or, you know, black and Asian or just mixed. And they're like, I understand where you're coming from. And like, it's so hard because like, I don't know where I identify and, and who I, where I belong to. So. So of course, uh, unless you have been hiding under a rock, you are very well aware of our summer, the COVID summer, the pandemic summer, um, the frustrating summer, the painful summer. And it wasn't just summer, it was all year round, but I, I, I specifically say summer because I felt as if with Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, it all started spring, summer of 2020, and, and we're still in it. We're still in the thick of things. And the racial tension is so, so clear. Uh, and the disrespect is blatant and it is not hidden, and the racism is bold, um, and the rejection of minorities is embraced by uh, a former majority that feels themselves losing power. So that's why you'll see random attacks on Asian people. Um, you remember what happened in Atlanta? Oh my God, they killed like this guy killed like eight Asian women. Um, all at different ther uh, massage therapy um, locations, which is crazy. I mean, just crazy. We saw what happened January 6th. You know, your uncles and your cousins and cowboys got up there and, and took over the Capitol. I mean, just it's insane the world that we are living in. And so I ask Karuchi, as a black woman, as an Asian and black woman, how do you handle the clearly painful um, breakdown of humanity? It's a really, I've been asked this question and I can never think of the right word to explain that feeling of being from, being a part of two cultures and two communities that have gone through the worst um, and hardest situations um, um, and, 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 and who are, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, like at the beginning of the pandemic, when the Black Lives Matter um, movement was going on, I felt so, I felt so emotional about it with every Ahmaud Arbery, um, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Um, and I felt very um, ex exhausted and drained emotionally just like, because I was at home and I was just, I felt, I felt it in my body. You know what I'm saying? Like the pain. And then, then I turn around and then now we have the Asian community who, you know, who are kind of dealing, um, not with the same thing, but just dealing with so many struggles with, um, you know, racist people and, I'm like, I, I, both of who I am, half of who I am, both of my pe my my communities, my people, like they're going through the worst of the worst right now. And it's like, I don't know the word, but it's, it's almost like, I, I don't know. I felt like numb at a point where it was just like, I don't know how to feel. I can't watch another video of a black person getting killed or harassed 
And then I can't watch another video of an Asian, an older Asian man getting beat up. It's like, oh, it crushes my soul. Last time I talked about this, I was like, I started crying. Um, and I won't, it's so, it's so sad and so painful. And just like, I feel, you know what I'm saying? I feel all the emotions and um, <laughs> I can't, ex I can't, there's no word, you know? I think I'm still trying to figure it out, but also trying to stay um, as vocal as possible um, and using my platform as much as I can. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely want to be more, you know, vocal about it because I have an audience out there. And, and you know, if I can spread a message or, or anything, you know, I want to be able to do that in, in the most efficient and best way. So on a lighter note, because, you know, I love a lighter note, um, I'm sending her all of my my love, because I understand what she's trying to say. She's an empathizer, and she feels, and she absorbs. Um, but then I, I tried to kick it up and make it a little lighter, and I'm like, hey, so I know you single with them DMs looking like. I mean, let, I mean, come on. I know when I look at her, I'm like, dang, she cute. Hey, girl. I know them DMs popping. You know, I got two or three DMs every other day. I know hers is like at a thousand on a trillion, on a trillion million. <laughs> and she explains and she she has some fun with me girl i can't even lie <laughs> <laughs> my dms are popping like i was like damn like oh this is the most popping my dms have ever been and i'm talking about like yeah it's a yeah lot yeah of you be like a lot of blue like, checks it's yes, a lot of all kind of everything it's i get the regular boys i get the blue checks i get this rapper, athlete, actor, it's a whole bunch. It's a whole bunch. But like I'm, and the reason why I'm single right now is because I'm in this, um, as my therapist calls it, stepping into my power. So I'm really just like invested in me right now and just focus on me. And like um, at a point where I just wanna like give my all to myself you know, and just continue to work hard and to become better, a better actor, um, a better person, a better friend, a better sister, a better daughter. Um, and, and so, yeah, and that's why I just, you know, you know, that's why I am single now. But yeah, the D, you know, the DMs are popping and it's fun, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I said this before too, before I started dating Vic, but I'm not trying to be in a relationship at all right now. Dating is fun, you know, hanging out with somebody, going on a date, but anything serious right now, I just am not, not really focused on. I'm just really, I'm in a relationship with myself. She deserves all the attention, all of the love, all that she desires. I try not to get into anyone's ex or what's going on, especially if I know of them, but I'm like, girl, get it, get it, get it. And speaking of, on that, on that same vein, she's making her money. When I tell you she has her hands in a little bit of everything, yes, she is an actress, but y'all saw the line of jewelry with her cute self. 
K by Karuchi. That's K-A-E. I'm pulling out my notes. You know I got it. Because I want to know if she can send me some free jewelry. She says she would if you listen and I'm ready for it. <laughs> K-pop, a makeup line. Where she was doing, it was a limited edition makeup line where she was, you know, collaborating with ColourPop Cosmetics. I'm with all of that. And, and here's the other thing. She has a really, really adorable athleisure wear with pretty little thang. Appropriate. It's really thing. So, hey, Karuchi, how are you making money? So the jewelry line came by Karuchi. Um, I, I, I never thought that I'd have a jewelry line. And I never thought to design jewelry. But I absolutely love it. It's so much fun. The company I work with, it's like a team effort. So I tell them things that I like and they come back to me with certain things and we go back and forth. And it's just been like so much fun to create um, like art and beauty and pieces and just like have fun. And like, I mean, girls, what girl doesn't love jewelry? You know, it's like the accessories are like the best thing hoops and layering necklaces and everything so so yeah that's been so much fun and it's been doing really really well thankfully um and we're still creating more and more pieces oh the <laughs> collection with fealty so, so my first collection was a a fitness inspired collection a lot of like yoga wear and lounge wear and i'm working on a second collection now what anything anytime that i create something i want it to come from a genuine and authentic place. So instead of just creating a clothing line and just like having random pieces, I'm like, what do I really like and enjoy? Y'all listen, as I am wrapping up this podcast, I, I have to tell you, I am smiling from ear to ear because I really do love Karuchi. Like, I say that about everybody, and I've been lucky to have great guests. I'm not going to get up here and say, I don't like nobody. <laughs> but she, I'm really rooting for her. And there is the rooting of, yes, she's already succeeding because she's beautiful, she's smart, she's working, she's providing for her family. She is setting her family up for generations to come. But the rooting part is, is that when you meet someone who just is a good person, who stumbles upon um, a situation that hardly anybody would want to actually entertain in real life or on TV, and you take that situation and you turn it into something that, that makes you your own person, right? I can think of so many incidents where, and I think more often than not, the challenges really change us, and the change usually is for the better. And that is what I think of when I think of Karuchi, a challenge that changed her and look at her now flourishing in all her glory. Don't want to be in no relationship. She just is in her own mode. She want to she wanna play tennis. She want to plant her flowers or do flower arrangements. She want to cook. She want to do her thing and just find peace in that. I mean, how wow when I think about that, because like, I'm not worried about anything, but just being me working on me, finding what makes me happy. I salute you, my friend. I see you evolving. And I think it's a beautiful thing. So as I leave you all, uh, getting ready for next week, I'm excited about our guest. I won't tell you yet. Maybe I will if you follow me on IG, at Carrie Champion. Follow me at Carrie Champion. Um, but I do want to say this, wear your mask. I'm not saying I always wear my mask, but... I'm saying I'll wear my mask. Outside being reckless, 
I hope Tribble gets this one right. I hope she ain't putting some wrong information in. Tribble, don't be trying that. Tribble's my producer. I like to give her a hard time because it's fun. Can you put this track in, Tribble, that says wear your mask? This is a PSA. I love you guys. Thanks for getting naked with Carrie. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.